It's Monday night, another episode of The Loud Pedal. I'm your host, Michael Clark Griswold, with my trusty co-host, The Mouth, Brian Hustlinger. What's up? And tonight, we have a special guest for you, The Hurricane, Steve Payne. Welcome to the show, Steve. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, sure. uh, you know, uh, you're getting later in your in your career here. Have you thought about a date that you're like, all right, I'm going to hang it up, or you're just going to keep going as long as you're having fun? Oh, I don't know. I I kind of enjoy it now that my kids are racing. I had I had a few years there where I wasn't having any fun and thought about it, and then but I don't know what else I would do, so <laughs> I, I I I keep at it and. Uh, you know, I still like it. I don't like to do a lot of it, but I still like it. So, so pretty much just kind of like uh, racing weekly here and there is good for you. No, no traveling. Yeah, I just don't see the the climate right now where I could afford to travel. It's just, uh, yeah, it would it would be hard for me to do. It, it's right. just so it's so expensive, and and you can't. I don't think you can consistently finish good enough to pay your way anymore years ago i i it was possible but nowadays i don't think you can run good enough several nights in a row um other than a couple people and and make any money or break even (laughs) but uh you know it's just it's tiring for me too i mean by the time we work on three cars and race one night a week and it's uh it's plenty yeah, sure. So, how did you get the nickname the Hurricane? I don't really know. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know if it was Jack Burgess or if it was Joe Morata or Terry Montgomery or one of them, one of the announcers. I don't. I either never knew or I don't recall. Also, the announcer just kind of started calling you. I mean, it stuck, so they must have yeah. had a good reason. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> coming coming through the field like a storm, I guess. I'm not sure. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to take my time and... Uh, yeah, that's true. Just, yeah, nice and straight. And, uh, yeah. So uh, over your, your uh, long career you've had, what's, uh, what's the biggest race or the most memorable race that you've won in your career? Oh, I don't know. The you know, I won the early on the first year I ran late models, which was the second year I raced I won the hundred lap uh late model race at Weedsport and that was that was a pretty big deal I thought. And uh and then I won uh the, yeah, summer nationals at Ransomville. That was that was my first well, one of my first, uh, I guess the biggest first win was I won the series race at Canandaigua my third year at Modifieds. That was a 100-lap dirt series race. And then we went to uh, Ranceville and won the Summer Nationals. That was a that was a big paying race for back in that time. And uh, races like that. I, and, you know, places I like to race that I go well at, like, Hager mm-hmm. Sound or Char- Charlotte, or we won the first race they ever had at Charlotte, and then we won the third one they ever had at Charlotte, and uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty good for 
traveling around and going that far back back when we weren't used to doing that. And, uh, at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Well, the one the one summer I don't remember which one we we won like six out of eight two hundred lappers and we were we were going real good and and yeah. I like long ra- I like long races anyway and we just mm-hmm. got on a we got on a deal we liked and it worked everywhere and we were just really good and we're drawing good and running good and you get on a streak like that and it makes makes them all fun but and then it goes away. And you don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the drivers you've raced against, like the McCready's, Herds, and all that, who's the biggest pain in the ass you ever raced against? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> there's, prob- there's, prob- there's probably several. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's pretty good from time to time, and you usually have an issue or two with just about everybody from time to time, but it's it's nothing that lasts and it's nothing that, um, you know, I could tell you that I'd rather race against the people in the nineties and early two thousands. And I, that I, I enjoyed that a lot more than I do now, but it's just a different time and a different, mm-hmm. different cars and different everything. And, but we had a lot of fun at racing against a lot of good cars. So you don't have any, uh, Anybody that you're not sending a Christmas card to, kind of like you know Danny Johnson and Brett Hearn, they're not definitely not sending Christmas cards to each other. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a. I don't think I have a long-term issue with anybody. I've, I've, we've had, you know, everybody knows Danny. I've had had yeah. issues over. Yes. Him, but, but, <laughs> yes. But then, that, but, but then, you know, a week or two later, we're fine for a while, and then you just have that. And, uh, right. You know he's he's really good at what he does, and and uh, that's how it is. You just get you get. I mean, he never tried really hard to intentionally wreck anybody, but he just raced hard, and that's yeah. that's just the way he is. Everybody races different, and you just got to know how they are. And, and uh, but we never had a long term issue of any kind. Well, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, yeah, and you know we run weekly now. At, it outlaw and we we don't have any issues and he he runs pretty good sometimes i run pretty good sometimes and we go home and come back next week now is outlaw the only track you're running weekly still at or you yeah we we'd like to run canada with some but it it's just hard when we we're you know we're we're running three cars off the same budget we had when i was racing by myself and right and then you're trying to maintain three cars and fix three cars and and by the time you get to friday and race and get home and get up on saturday you just don't you don't have the time or the ambition or the money to do it yeah it's just hard and and if we picked if we picked canadagua we would stick with canadagua and run a full season and and we just picked outlaw and we have more stuff to run there we have we have motors that are more suited and i think it's a little more reasonable to race there and still be competitive than it is in Canada. But. That's a pretty awesome track, too. I mean, I've never been there myself, but watching on TV, I mean, it looks like it's an awesome track, racy, it's fast. Yeah, I've always liked it. It's just, it's just really good racing when, when it's right. I mean, they have some rough issues, they have some dust issues, but then there's nights where it's it's pretty good and, and uh over the years it's it's a really fun place to race and 
usually if you're going good, you can get to the front. And if you're not, you don't. And there, there's places we've been over the years that if you're the best car and start 17th, you start, you finish 15th. And right. I, I don't like, I don't like that place. said, if you're going good, you got to be able to get from 18th to the lead. And, and that's, that's what I like. Now, where did you end up finishing uh, this year in the points at Outlaw? I didn't look, but I, I think six, maybe. Okay. I, I had some issues. I, I broke my motor and that was in the end, it ended up being my fault. So, and then we run, we run one of my really old big blocks the rest of the year, which was just seemed to run just as good. We, we finished, I think top three to last three weeks, um, three out of four weeks. And I was surprised how good it was. Um, I got my, all the parts to fix the good motor again, but we just had, we go through a period where we're not going that good. And then we just start trying stuff. And then sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But by the end of the year, I think we were, we were gaining on it anyway. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you're going good and you get stuck on something that's good and, and then pretty soon you're not trying anything and pretty soon somebody else is and, Oh yeah. And they get going and then you get a little behind. And so then your finishes are worse yet because you're trying stuff where if you just beat the same thing to death, you could probably be okay, but you're not as good as you ought to be. So then you try stuff and it's just hard. It's hard not to try stuff, but it's hard to make a living at it and, and still be trying stuff. Right. Makes sense. You got to do it. So we kind of threw at least half this season away, trying quite a bit different every week but how did you get your uh racing career started uh my my parents had a car back in the 60s and when i was young and then they got rid of everything and said they'd never own another one (laughs) um i still had a big interest in it we always went with the tow truck and went went every week and I think uh, Dennis Taney was racing. He was a late model guy at that time, and then he was a modified guy after that. He sort of kind of talked my father back into to doing something, and and uh, so we got a street stock for one year and did fairly well, and then we got a late model for three years, and then we bought a, a Tanner roofing car from that uh, John Padalek used to drive, the U4 car. We bought that used and had that in 1983. So that's how I got into the modified thing and went on from there. And it's been a pretty pretty good career, what you would say, right? Yeah, I was surprised. You know, I didn't know. I always thought I'd like to race something but i never thought i'd race a modified but um once we got a car and you know we were fairly good the first year i think we were second maybe twice at canandaigua maybe to i think merv trakler and will kegel maybe something like that and then the next year we bought a Byrash car and i think we won two races maybe and then in 85 we won the 100 lap series race at Canada and then you know we just started gaining equipment and gaining knowledge and gaining experience and um back 
back then, if if you were, you know, paying attention and and kind of knew what you were doing, you could you could go better every week and and find a way to make the cars better. Where nowadays, everybody can buy the same information and. Yeah, you get to the race. You get to the racetrack, and there's 24 or 25 cars that are all exactly the same as far as information go. They're all cookie cutter nowadays. Yeah, and that makes it hard. It makes it. I don't know as I could start out now and afford to do it because it takes so long to get going good and to gain experience at the same time that you you suffer financially. It's right. It's just a harder time right now. <coughs> where we we accumulated stuff year after year we got a little bit of stuff here and a little bit of stuff there and we just kept running it and now you kind of got to update and buy new and and um it's just different yeah and you got you got your big top money teams that are buying new chassis new motors every year uh you know having motors refreshing throughout the year and (laughs) then you got your low you got your low budget guy who's still running the same motor with 2,000 laps on at the end of the year Right, we 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 run all our big blocks three thousand laps and all our small blocks two thousand laps, and we always have. And nowadays, everybody freshens them every twelve fourteen hundred laps, and that's crazy. You know, it, that's insane. It, yeah, eight nine ten grand every time you rebuild it. Yeah. That's, that's you know that's six seven dollars a lap, and uh, just on the motor. That's, yeah. So, and that's yeah, that's if your your engine builder can get it back to you in a decent time too, because they're having problems getting parts to rebuild the motors. Yeah, they are. I'm I got almost everything to put mine back together. Oh, I'm lacking a few things, but it's better than it was a couple of years ago. So it's it's gaining. But oh, that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has Halmar money where you can just have like an inventory of warehouses full of motors and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, when they when they do that kind of racing that they do, the amount of it they do. And, oh yeah, and and, 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 have, and have and have two or three issues, even they get low on stuff and hard yeah, to get. That, that is to, true. Hard to keep up. Yeah, and Matt Matt this week or the last few weeks has yeah. had, from what I hear, three or four issues. So that's that's tough. Yeah, he went through. I think Matt went through uh, two or three motors in the past two weeks. That's what a hundred thousand yeah. dollars easily right there, just in motors. Yeah, it just depends on what happened to them. But if you had to replace I, them, yeah, if you had yeah. to replace the three of them, sure. Yeah. That's just that's insane. That's it's insane. It is. <laughs> it is. And why do you still right. do it? <laughs> why, <laughs> why do you still do it? I'm getting depressed <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's still fun. It's just not as easy easy as it used to be. But. Yeah, I mean, crazy. back then, back how much was a brand new motor back then? Big block. Uh, my my dad and uh, Dick Sarinsky first got together when I started racing in in 3S machine in Palmyra, and my dad built the first few motors I had, uh-huh. and then. Uh, Jeff Brownell bought bought my first Boughton motor from Tony File, and that was twenty three thousand dollars in nineteen ninety one. And the motors basically stayed the same price until mid two thousands, probably. I mean, basically the same. You could buy a new big block for mid twenty thousand range. Yeah. 
and then all of a sudden these 18 degree small port heads and combinations come out and everything went to mid 40s and uh my my first i think they come out late 2000s and i i bought a used set of them heads and intake and converted an existing motor and it cost me 14,000 to convert. Oh, oh, my God. And, oh man. Uh, that's, that, that's the motor I run right now at Canandaigua when I go. Um, and they're, they're better now than they were then, but they're, they're 40 some thousand dollars too. Let's say I'm pretty sure guys are paying like mid twenties now for a spec small block. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The, the big blocks are in the mid forties, and the the open small blocks you can go anywhere from high twenties to to Low yeah 30s. even forty, even forty. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the car the cars we bought frames and bodies forever. They they retailed for forty eight hundred dollars for years, and uh, complete rollers were about twelve, and now. Um, Frames and bodies are about eleven, and oh rollers are rollers are about, from what I hear, twenty five or thirty. Woo. So everything everything is doubled, and the purses are basically unchanged since when Glenn was running everything. Yeah, you're right. You it's know. still 1985 uh, with these joke yeah. these clowns. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, Glenn, Glenn did a good job. One, one, one thing he never did was he never lowered the purse. It, it, it may not have changed much, but when it did change, it went up. And right. And and then we had a time when when he got bought out that the purses were less, and then they're finally back where they were when he left. And <laughs> for 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 weekly race, and that's where we're at. We're still in the same purse as we were. Uh, and that's that's all fine and good if they can't afford it, but. When everything is double for us, and they raise the gate and raise all this because right. they have to cover mm-hmm. their costs, well, what about our costs? Right, right. So it all it all makes it hard, but we still do it. So, and we appreciate that you all still do it because yeah, we we love we, watching. Yeah, we we wouldn't have this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I the car counts aren't too bad right now for no for the no you're right for the conditions we're in. But I don't know how long people can do it. Like this year, there's you know two or three people that probably made money, and the rest of them kind of suffered. Right. Yeah. And, uh, once you commit to it, I you know the the car counts are going to stay up because most people that race commit to it and they'll run the whole season no matter what happens. But right now they're kind of looking at it like. Mm, can I do that again? And I don't know how many you'll have next year, but right. it seems to keep going. Yeah. The only problem is it doesn't seem like there's a ton of new guys coming into the sport. Yeah. Years ago, that was when, when, you know, like Danny and Alan and I were in mm-hmm. Brett and we were getting older and it looked like there was nobody coming. And, and then all of a sudden there was a whole batch of them. And right. But now they're, you know, 40 or whatever. So I don't know who's coming now. But <laughs> there, uh, Alex Yankowski, there, there's that kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple good young ones coming up. There's Yeah, uh, south region guys, but we need a good north region guy. We need, we need some young talent in the north region like some of these knuckleheads in the south region got right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
what do you what do you think about this, some of these twelve year olds that are racing and winning in these full size cars now? <laughs> right? I, I I don't know. I mean, I my opinion has always been that they the parents should be there to keep them from doing that at that age. I mean, they they say, well, that's what he wants to do. Well, he wants to drive your car down the street too when he's eight, but he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, it's just common sense. But to get to the higher levels that they all think they're going to get to, they they it looks like and it feels like you got to start that early. But right. I just don't. I don't think it's proper. But. I I made my kids wait till they were 16, which I thought was a little young. I didn't start till I was 18, but I don't know. And there's too other too many other things to do at that age that you'll never be able to do again if you spend all your time racing. So that's I, true too. I never thought yeah, about I, that. So, yeah, I I, th- I think they miss a lot by being tied to it, and they get get kind of addicted to it, and then they they don't do anything else. That's a good point. I never even thought about it that way. You know, you got uh, there's all all kinds of high school sports and everything else you could be playing. And, yeah, yeah, chasing yeah, girls and, around. Yeah, chasing girls yeah. around, going to keggers. <laughs> yeah, chasing pit stuff. lizards. Yeah, pit lizards. I mean, yeah, I mean, chasing the pit lizards. <laughs> yeah, five six years later, you're not going to have any of that, and you're you can you can race forever basically. And right. So yeah, I think you ought to you ought to do the things that a kid's supposed to be doing and race later. Not yeah, look at Buzzy Rudiman. He's still racing. Yeah, he's yep. 80. He's, he's young, still, and he's still young. And still winning, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's still winning. 85 <laughs> yeah. years young or something. So, yeah. Yeah. wow. that's You're not going to be 85 still racing, are you, Steve? I don't believe it. I'd be lucky <laughs> to go a couple more years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be a sad day. Is, you think it's going to be tough to walk away from racing, or...? No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> I, I mean, I could, uh, I, I could, you know, people say this, but I could quit tomorrow and and it would be fine. But right. I, I, I right. still like it, but I could take it or leave it. It doesn't. It's not a, it's not a necessity. I don't have to, but I still like it, so I still do it. How about your boys? Have your boys set a, uh, any time limit? They're just going to keep going year by year until it's not fun anymore. I'm not sure. They they're both in college and they they think they want to keep racing and they like it and uh, I think it's good for them to a point. But I don't know what's going to happen. the The time they have to spend on it. Uh, in the early part of the summer, in the late part of the summer, they're away at school, so it's right, right, uh, right. Uh, like June, July, August, or June, June, July, a little bit of August, they're they're here all the time, but then then they're gone away. But it's hard to say. There's other things going on, and that's mm-hmm. what they ought to be doing. And if they end up racing, good. And if they don't, good. Okay, good. Too. <laughs> right? Good. That's okay too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But right now they seem to have a big interest and they haven't been discouraged with it yet. So that's good, because I feel like yeah. I feel like starting out in your career, I feel like it's something that you could be become very discouraged very easily. Right. Yeah. It, if I was starting today, I'd have a tough time keeping doing it. I I uh, I had success pretty early on, and, and mm-hmm. but it's because we could afford to do it. And right. 
right yeah. now my kids have nowhere near the equipment they need to have and and i'm trying to get them seat time and get them kind of going a little bit without spending a whole lot but to be to be more competitive they they really need uh more uh, more spent on motors and and stuff that we don't have so we got stuff that runs good and will run all day but we don't have real fast stuff and i think they've they've got to the point where they need better stuff but whether that's going to happen anytime soon i don't know yeah uh, i mean it's tough when you got guys like shepherd and freezing and yeah. Well, just uh, week, just, week, just weekly with the normal people, it, it is it is tough. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody nobody has little motors anymore. Nobody has. You know, every everybody's got good equipment, and it's just hard. And I I would get discouraged if I was them. I'd be discouraged, but they they seem to you know. I I tried to explain it to them that it's not like it was. It, it's not as easy to come into it. It's not as easy to be competitive. And, and the competition is way more. There used to be three four cars. You travel around the country with them, and and that's who would finish in the top five. And, and you right. can afford to because yeah. you wouldn't ever have a bad night really financially. And you, but now the good guys go and they win or get second one night and the next night they're 12th and the next night they're 15th and then the next night they're third there's no consistency and i don't know if it's the the knowledge and the information or if it's the the coil cars and left side pan rods that make them so inconsistent but you you can take a good guy and, and there's only maybe two or three that are good every night and the rest of them are hitting this right and it doesn't seem to matter who it is. But. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's always still the same three guys that are always consistent. That they're right, they, right. they usually that, don't have hit or miss nights. Right, and but everybody else does. Years right. ago, if yeah. you if you were good, yeah. you were good. You weren't you weren't terrible one night and good the next. It was it was uh, consistent. And now there's there's twenty cars that are good on a given night, but there's only two or three that are good every night. Right, and uh, mm-hmm. that makes that makes it hard to keep it going. But yeah, it's it's and it's tough to match their you know those two or three cars that you know that's what they're doing day in and day out. So it, when you're working full time jobs and this is a hobby, it's it, it's hard to keep up with that. That's that's part of it also. Yep. yep. Comes down to money too. Some of these guys get big sponsors and they can they got the top notch stuff. Yeah. Right, but usually their their talent got them the the money. And, yeah. No, I agree. And, I agree with that. And and when they came together, that's when they're really good. But there there's another there's you know I don't want to mention names, but there's a lot of guys twelve or fourteen that travel that that spend just as much as Matt does, or just as much, probably more. Right. And you know they're mm-hmm. good one out of three nights or one out of five nights, and that that's hard. Oh yeah. They, yeah, there's there there is a lot of, on the on the tour still. There is a lot of good drivers, a lot of really good drivers, and sometimes the results just don't show it. Right, exactly. And I just I look at it and I think I don't know how they can afford to do that or keep mentally mentally going on it without getting kind of discouraged. But 
Yeah, I think mentally would be the biggest problem for me. I think I would just get so discouraged so easily just because nobody wants to go out there and just ride around. You know, you want to you want to be competitive on a on a nightly basis. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's got to be tough. All right, Steve. Well, we have a a question that we ask every guest that comes on. Uh oh. Uh oh. uh, (laughs) uh, So. Your Mount Rushmore of racing, it can be any driver, any class, living or deceased, who would be your four drivers on your Mount Rushmore of racing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's thinking, you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I've never put, put any thought into it. I'm. I wouldn't wouldn't really have any idea. That's a tough question. We get everybody. It's tough. It is. Especially when you're put on the spot. If you had some time, if we would have been like, all right, we're going to ask you this question. You got some time to think about it. It'd probably be way easier, but we don't don't like to put you on the spot. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know. I have no idea. You can put yourself up there if you want four times. Oh, no, that's all right. No, I never do that. I no. is, there, uh, is there any races in your career that you haven't won that you would like to win? Uh, not really. I, I, there are just certain tracks I like racing at that I like going good at. But other than that, I, I won quite a few that I that I liked and I can't think of one, I guess. Well, what would you say your favorite track to race at is outlaw? Uh, of all time, I, I, it, it's kind of, there's three or four. I mean, I, I always liked Granby Quebec. That was, that's one yep. of the raciest, best track and best track. And uh, Canada Egg was good for the most part. Um, I we never went to Hagerstown much, but I always really liked racing there. And then and then Charlotte back in the day. I, they say Charlotte's different now. I don't know how much different, but back when it was new, it was it was a really good place to race. It was it was nice. But so I'd have to say them them three or four were probably my favorites to race at. Yeah, I'd like to get. Yeah, I, 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 I like. Hmm? Yeah, I, I like yeah. a lot of. I mean, I I like Drummondville and. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I I really want to go up to Canada and watch a race. I know I know uh, there's a lot of really cool and unique tracks up there. I'd love to go visit. Yeah, they they've all gone 358 for the most part, which yeah for me took the took the fun out of it. But um, you know, Brockville was always fun and Cornwall was okay and um i don't know, just a lot of places grandview i I went to grandview a handful of times and i always liked it there places places you don't get too much but you're running good at that place was almost not ex- uh almost sold this year i heard it was it's not no, no they, they re- rescinded no. their offer oh really yep well that's good yeah it didn't pet yeah the, they lost their appeal and so 
that was that. They, well, they took it back, said, all right, well, we tried. So the track well, I lives on. I yeah. I didn't hear that. Sure. Huh. Yep. So, yeah, we don't want to lose any tracks. So definitely yeah, don't want to do that. It's not no. like there's any new ones opening. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd have to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, with social media now? Yeah, you'd be out of your mind <laughs> to, to try to, to attempt something like that. That'd be like, let's yeah. open rolling wheels, Mike. The shit you you would try something so to do something so good, and you would just get yeah. so much shit for it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. That, that kind of why I don't talk to anybody anymore. I don't. This is I don't blame you. Done, this is the <laughs> first time I've done an interview in like I don't know four years probably. I just don't. I don't sense the social media thing come around uh, i don't have any want to do anything right, right. well we I we just, feel privileged now yeah thanks oh, yeah. steve <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's just uh, i don't know it's just 90 percent negative for some reason i don't know why but. oh that's maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe it's always been like that and we're we're just finally get to see it out, out in the open oh uh, maybe yeah possible I don't know. I don't know. But you're right, though. It's like 90% negative. It's always got, somebody's always got a bitch about something. Yeah. Yeah, sucks. Well, it's the world we live in nowadays. Entitlement. Yeah. So, well, Steve, we we greatly appreciate you coming on uh, and talking with us tonight. Uh, Before we let you go, is there anybody you'd like to thank? Oh, you know, the sponsors that have been with me over the years, they've I mean, I've had several different ones. I've had several for quite a while. Uh, the crew guys over the years that have helped me to come in and out, but there's, you know, they're for the most part still around. Um, my dad got me started, you know, and he's, he's still around. He doesn't go to the races anymore, but um, just anybody that helped out financially or physically and, and kept this thing going. All right, Steve. Well, we like I said, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, especially since you haven't done any interviews in four years. And uh, I don't we wish know how long it's been, but I, I, I do tell her, I do honestly, I tell everybody, no, I don't have no interest. Right. Well, well, we we definitely thank you for that, Ben, and and we wish you the best yes. of luck moving forward. Alrighty. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. No problem, Steve. See ya. See ya. That I was. Pro- Go ahead, Mike. Probably, <laughs> probably after this interview, this is why he doesn't do interviews anymore. <laughs> yeah, to say that is the Hurricane Steve Payne. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. <coughs> I bet you that dude is just a, a, a wealth of knowledge, though. He's, I've met him years ago. He's just, he's obviously, he's laid back, but he's actually yeah. very dry. He's very dry funny, like Stephen Wright. Right, yeah, yeah. So that's just Steve. He's just like, yeah, you know. I mean, he's had a hell of, hell, of, hell, of a, hell of a modified career. So I want to say that he's the 2017 uh, 
Hall of Fame inductee. He went in with Alan Johnson. Yep. So, hell of a guy, hell of a career. So, yep. it, it will it will suck the day that he calls it quits. But yep. Sounds one like of my also definitely one of my all time favorite drivers. Sounds like he won't be around racing much longer. A couple more years at most. Yeah, he's he's, but he's done it a long he's time. Done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been racing for what, over done. 30, over 30 years. 40? But well, say call almost 40? That, I thought he's, oh, he's, <laughs> well, he said he's, what, 1983 is when he started? Yeah, so next year will be 40 years. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's just, that's just just as long as Matt Shepard's been alive. <laughs> this yeah, is true. So, if you want to put it to like that kind of perspective. perspective yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to think about that. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? Matt Shepard's 40. Steve Payne and Craig Von Dorn have been racing as long as Matt Shepard's been alive. Well, think about this one. How many years now has it been that AJ's had a win at least one year? I am 49 years old. 1973, I believe. So 49, 70, yeah, about 49 years. So, so think about it this way. Alan Johnson has been winning races longer Since than the year Matt Shepard's been. He's been longer than Matt Shepard's been alive, and, and as long as I've been alive, as long, long as long I've been alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think about like that. Like holy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that right there, Alan Johnson's streak is probably the most remarkable. I like that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's probably like, one of the greatest. Matt Shepard does all these cool things. Brett Hearn, uh, you know, and. This guy, that guy, but to win at least one race in 48, I think it's 48 consecutive years. That's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Just think of that. I hope he, I hope he retires. He's 65, I believe now. I hope he gets it to 50 years and just says, I'm fucking, and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only two years away. Yeah. So top that anybody. I dare you. <laughs> I bet you somebody would. Who? Well, I mean, it would have to be Shepard. I won't be around this. I, I will. I probably won't be around to see it. Shepard would have to race for until no, his sixth. His sixth. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many years he's got in this in now. I don't. I think Shepard. Yeah, ten. Maybe he calls it quits at ten. Ten more years. What else has he got to do? Do Shepard? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Oh, be an owner, or just say screw it, I'm done. Period. Time to take a break. Yeah, I think he'll get burned out. out. I think he'll get burned out. He does a lot of damn traveling, and you can some of these interviews you can see he just looks exhausted. Oh yeah, he looks. <laughs> uh, and look at Stu. I mean, like going from driving oh, yeah. around with the with the truck series and then trying to come to uh, <laughs> yeah. and balance a family life on top of that. And balance of that, like I don't know where I'm at right now. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't even know. What car or truck I'm even supposed to be getting into right now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Huh. That is insane. Yeah. So, uh, go down, goes down, wins the 20,000 down in Louisiana. That's because Matt went home. Um, I didn't really follow much of the racing down there this year. Neither did I. I. I couldn't stay awake for the track. The track was heavy and it looked. Dude, it rained. It piss poured rain down there, and even yeah, yeah. Jeff Alum says, "I am shocked that they got this track rain in to even get us to this point." Right. So Matt Shepard said, "You know what? Nah, we're done for the year." Okay. Jack Lanner did the same thing. 
Laner did the same. But Shepard gets shit for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone keeps okay. saying, oh, well, he should. Dale's his boy. You want a bunch of money from Dale this year. He should have raced for him. Well, yeah, he won a, he won a bunch of money from Dale this year, but he was he did it by keeping his equipment together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't want to go out there and tear that equipment up. Otherwise, that money some, he won this year doesn't mean shit. <laughs> there seemed to be a little more uh, the Southern guys uh, this year, too. So that was pretty cool, I yeah, guess. They seem to it was be different. Building, yeah, they seem to be building that up pretty good down there. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it it rained. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah, it is what it is. It wasn't track batching. He didn't say the track sucks. He just said track conditions. It was too heavy and yeah. too soft. We're going home. <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> He's got a lot of money invested in that piece of equipment. Not Well, not to mention that, but he just had terrible luck at Charlotte and lost like two motors. Uh, yeah. I think they lost another motor when they got down to Louisiana. Yeah. I believe so. So it was a business deal. Like I can't, yeah. I can't keep spending money like this. Yeah, we gotta roll out. We're done. That's it. And I'm tired. So screw you. Yeah. yeah, and I'm hey, tired. Freezing, freezing wasn't there. I was like, well, we're still. Stu's probably home resting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah, I figured. I, 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 I even didn't come out and say shit to him not being there. Like, dude's probably resting. Shot. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but then it's a quick turnaround too. Now he's got to turn around and get everything ready for February. Yeah. <laughs> and we're and we're already halfway through November. Yeah, <laughs> so I want to spend some family time. Yeah, before I start cracking on these race cars and down, before Again, you know, they'll, they'll be in Florida. We'll right back in it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be right back, right back into it. Yeah, so they don't have much downtime at all. No, so, not much of one at all. No. But, no. hey. Quick turnaround, so. Season's season's pretty much over now. Until the indoor stuff starts. Which I believe yeah, is that's, December. Yeah, a couple weeks. Um, Yeah. What did we get to talk about? Eastern States, uh, like Shepard won. Did we talk about Eastern States? I don't remember, Mike. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we talked about Eastern States because we talked about uh, how Stu. Oh, we did. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. I <laughs> dude, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, the Hard Clay Observer. So, uh, they raised four grand for um the Hard Luck Awards. So that was a good job by Monster Wayne and all those guys doing that. <laughs> yeah, I heard the guy well, hasn't been paid yet either. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> not by not by their fault because they let the oh, yeah, track yeah. handle it. It's yeah. not their fault at all. Yeah. So what we learn? We don't get the track involved. Do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justin Grant. Do we say Grant was the champ, the sprint car champ? Yep. Yep. JG. JG. Okay, so, okay. I guess we got not. Guess we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Very nice. I mean, talk about, talk about. Oh, who won the who won the Cajun Swing Championship? Go down again? I would imagine so. Yeah, I don't probably. even remember. I don't remember who won the races down there. I know Go Down Bugatti won twice. Getty won one night. Didn't Go Down win twice. Yeah, and Shepard won once. Okay, so yeah, go down one then. All right, so we'll get we'll we'll declare go down the Cajun Swing uh, champion. Yeah. So there, 
Uh, I've heard nothing, no gossip yet, so that's always good or bad. Wait, what'd you say? I have no no gossip yet. Oh no, anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no like no silly no season. Matt, no, yeah, no Matt Shepard going to Halmar or any stupid shit like that. You think he would? You think if a big team like Halmar offered him a ride, he would go? Hmm, that's a tough call. Does he get to bring his own crew? Yeah, I would imagine so. Does he get to call the shots? Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I said he's. I mean, I, how, how do you, how do you not bring a guy like that over and not let him call the shots? Obviously, he's calling the shots down. It's going pretty goddamn well for him. So, like, what he doesn't have to worry about bills and he gets a salary. Yeah, or like you know, percentage of uh, the winnings. whatever or whatever, however they work out or yeah. Shot, yeah. yeah. I don't but, know. It, no, that'd like, be interesting. But like no, <laughs> like no travel costs, no nothing. Like Halmar just fronted everything. Yeah, but he might have it really good at his own setup. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does. Well, and then I guess you got to worry about. Well, no, I guess he's not really worried about That's... Stu getting set, set up stuff from him because Stu's pretty damn good. They don't think he really needs setup advice from anybody. Oh, still? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> No, he's got a, he's got a pretty damn good crew there himself. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so, I mean, that's, well, that's plus Stu knows you know knows his shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe later in his career, Matt's career, if, if it came about, like possibly, I think it possibly. might be possible. Yeah. But I think he's having too much fun and too much success doing his own thing. That why why bother? Yeah. That yeah. I would just. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Pretty much. I mean, he's got. Uh, what else is there for him to do? <laughs> he's pretty much won everything. He needs he, a sixer. He has. Yeah, he gets a sixer one, and then like, I, all right, I've done it all. <laughs> yeah, I've won everything at least once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> at least once. I'm kind of fucking bored here. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought I saw the Outlaw 200 next year is going back to a small block race. Okay. But it's going to be a 358 race. It's not going to be open to big blocks. That's a small track, small block track. It was a small block race, I think, originally anyway. Oh, I was believe. it? Okay. I think so. I think so. I'll have to do some research on it, but I think so. I just, I mean, I guess, I don't know. So bring, bring a fucking small block then. Yeah. How many guys, how many of those big block guys, though, have a small block program? You know? Matt Shepard, don't but look what he did. That's true. I mean, I mean, you'd be, if I had a small block and you need one, I'd be like, here, Matt, you can use mine. I mean, you'd be stupid not to. Yeah. <coughs> and I could be like, yeah. Then you sell the motor and be like, yeah, Matt Shepard won a race with this motor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Have him sign. Have him sign it. <laughs> yeah, sign the heads. <laughs> it's none of your business. You're not, and they can't. They can't open it or fuck with it either. Nope. Right, no Billy. You know there's, not, there's no there's Billy Pelt Jr. head job in there. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right, Drew. We're not having Brodick skate <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. Oh, go or go or one at Baps. Yeah, I did. When it. <laughs> not sure. I'm, who won, ended up winning the championship? Where? That was the last of the Tri Track Championship. There was a Tri Track series? 
Yeah, the PA Tri-Trek series. Uh, Diamond, Grandview, and Bats. <laughs> oh, Loudon Reimer was leading the points. That was the first I even knew they had a Tri-Track <laughs> series. Yeah. I'll find out. You're like, who won the championship? Like, where? <laughs> <laughs> like, the uh, Tri-Track series. What Matt, Tri-Track series? Matt Shepard won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't race it. Did he race PA this week, this year? Yeah. Bloomsburg. He's a big diamond, too. He won the, oh, the, dirt, he, oh, he, the he won the race. he won the dirt race there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. He. You know where he didn't win this year? Delaware. No, he'd won at Delaware because he won the Blast of the Beach. He didn't win in New Jersey. No, didn't he win at New Egypt this year? What the Dirty Jersey race? Yeah, I thought I think he won the Short Trek Super Series oh. race this year. I have to look that up. <laughs> so so he, yeah. he won pretty much. He won, he won in New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. He uh, went in Canada. He didn't even go to Canada this year. Well, he didn't win there, so. Uh, Loudon Reimer won the Tri-Track Championship uh, over, over Craig Von Doren. Good job, Loudon. Yeah. Uh, he won down south. Yeah, I don't know if he was in Louisiana or Texas when he won. Oh, he won in Florida. He won in Florida at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And he didn't win in Charlotte, though, right? No. No. He blew up everything in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. It was a Canadian. The Canadians won. <clears throat> I'll have to have him back out for the end of the year. Oh, Williamson? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Hit him up. Yes. Yeah, why are you making faces like you don't want him to have him on? No, I don't care. What did he ever do to you? Actually, he's always been nice to me. I got bone to pick with him anyway, so. Yeah, you need a number three shirt, or a uh, number six shirt. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess we'll have to have him on then. Yeah, we're gonna. You know what? Matter right. of fact, we're gonna. All right, text him. Could be our last show before Christmas break. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, all right, kids, that's all the time we have yeah. this week. We'll be back <sighs> next week with another episode. But until then, for the mouth, Brian Hustlinger, um, Clark Griswold, and you have been black flagged. Shut the f- up. <laughs>